It's the 93 WIBC mashup. The best moments of the day on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC mashup. When Beetlejuice hits Turner Classic Films, then I'll know we have finally turned a corner in America. It's good to get the Shawshank Redemption treatment on a loop oh, all the time. I could watch Shawshank anytime. Right? Day or night. What? So there, there, there's a show called uh, Cougar Town. I don't know if you ever saw the show. I'm going to watch it, though. It was Courtney Cox after Friends. Uh, it's, it's actually excellent. I think it ran for five seasons. Uh, she's a, a real estate uh, broker in in Florida, and her friends and her son. It's 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 very very funny. Um, but at one moment, the guys in the show they realize Rudy is on TV, so they have to stop, and they're watching Rudy. And then Courtney Cox's character is trying to woo them back over to her place by saying that she'll put on Shawshank Redemption. Which movie is a more guys movie? Is is the movie more guys will stop whatever they're doing and watch? Rudy or Shawshank? I would be a Shawshank guy, totally. And I've seen Rudy before, and I know especially here in the Hoosier State, we love Rudy. It's never done anything for me. Blasphemous. Wow. I know, yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, and the love we had here for the traffic center just went away. No, it's Give just, me your unpopular opinion. <laughs> I mean, no, but I love Shawshank. I mean, yeah, prison breaks. Woo! Uh, but Rudy, I mean, at the end, he gets a sack, you know, and it's cool. And, yes, he fights through. He, he fights through this thing, and it's Notre Dame University. I mean, it's not like he's trying to free the slaves here or anything. I mean, it's, you know, playing football at Notre Dame. Great. I'm glad you got a sack and made the team. But, you know, it's, I'm very cynical with Rudy. Yes. Yeah, I see this now. I see this. So Shawshank over Rudy. Shawshank or Field of Dreams? Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Field of Dreams. That's a terrific movie. Right? This That's is like amazing. your Sophie's Choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And both so over good. Sophie's Choice. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Too no, soon? Yeah, no, no, never with Toby's choice. I mean, that's so. Um, yeah, we this this should be a. Um, we should do this. We should. I don't know how to do this. It's like I'm going to throw one more thing at the station. But like getting ready for March Madness, we should have a guy film madness. Which movie over which movie? Like we should be doing this. I don't know. Maybe Hammer and Nigel already do that, and I don't know. I don't think they do that yet. I think they have their yeah. own uh, Biden, I think, madness. Biden madness. I think stationwide we need to do this. Oh, it'd be awesome. You know, and, and, and we'd all have our picks, but which film? Because I think I would be Shawshank over, over Rudy as well. And I don't know if I would be Field of Dreams over... Field of Dreams over Shawshank. I don't know. The Natural. Have you seen The Natural? Well, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Um, I would be Shawshank over The Natural for sure. It's a I'd be Field of Dreams over The Natural. Oh, Natural's so good when those lights go out. Man, he hits the lights and he has a bullet wound in his gut and everything, and he's still running the – oh, it's, man, just makes me want to go out and run through a brick wall. I mean, just. Um, do, we, uh, do we add uh, Breaking Away to this? No. I, well, I what don't about know. Brian's song? Yeah, definitely Brian's song, um, without a doubt. Where does 
I, I mean, are we just talking at sports movies or, or does the hangover go into this? I mean, no, 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 no. I, th- I think it's got to be uh, I think it's got to be movies that 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 move. That 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 are, you know, because we could put Porky's two in this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, one of the characters from that film just died. Sixty two. He was sixty-two. He, uh, he, he had some. I think it was a surgery, and I think things went badly. It's, good lord! So, just so you know, nothing is sacred. <laughs> Watch out if your doctor tries to put you in the surgery. You may want to second guess that one. So this is this is why I do. Uh, this is why I do the neti pot. Trying to avoid all that, oh, yeah. but we should we should figure this out. What would be the movies in here? I mean, we you, I put Brian's song in there, but we've gotten we've got four now. Like we could do this. What if you put in a movie like Tropic Thunder? Because I, okay, I honestly, so it's not about sad. It's about movies that guys, no matter what they're doing, will stop what they're doing and watch. I'll stop and watch Tropic Thunder any day, anytime, uh, any day of the week. I love that movie. Ooh, because you could put um, Stripes. Stripes definitely. Is is a movie yeah. I could I could do that with? So good, Shawshank. Shawshank. Well, yeah, we said Shawshank. We said Kurt. Shawshank. Start listening to the show. <laughs> Who was that? Kurt Darling. It's Kurt. Yeah. Turn off Smiley. <laughs> Run WIBC. <laughs> damn it. By the way, Bob left the show. It's just Tom now. Do you want to give trying a- to just trying to bring him into the current year? Do you, do you want to give the call letters too while we're at it? You know, uh, what for WIBC? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because I don't know the other stations. Okay, I, yeah, I it's know. only been almost ten years. I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, all right, you're right. So it's not necessarily sad. It just has to be a movie that no matter what is happening, you would stop and watch the rest of it, no matter where it's at. What about Heat? Oh, I don't know. Heat would not be on my list. See, but Godfather would. The Godfather would absolutely be on the list, yes. Um, Goodfellas. Goodfellas might be. Now, I think just from the musical interlude with the Derek and the Dominoes part towards the end, I think, I mean, that's a guy song. It's a guy movie. You have gangsters. I think that's got to be in there. Oh, this could be a good list. It could be a terrific list, yeah. This would be a good. All right, all right. So this is going to be our March Madness. We're going <laughs> to yes. movies that guys would stop everything that they were doing and, and, and watch. I'm now getting text messages. Someone's got scent of a woman, which would not be for me. Oh, totally um, me. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's, yes. It's got, it's going to be a final four. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Die Hard is on the list. Stripes. That's on my list. Uh, Step Brothers and Wedding Crashers. Smokey and the Bandit. Any which way but loose, Blues Brothers, Braveheart, Princess Bride. Oh, Princess Bride. That's a terrific movie for my youth. That is so good. So this started with Rudy or Shawshank, and then it went to Shawshank or Field of Dreams. And now, now we're building it out. So the first things first, I think there have to be some automatic bids. Oh. The Hoosiers is an automatic bid. Hoosiers is in. Okay, I can get behind that. Right? There have to be some gimmies in, 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 in this. And I think Hoosiers is 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 one of them. Um I think what what is the name of the of the bicycling movie? Breaking away. <laughs> Chariots of Fire. <laughs> Not Chariots of Fire, although Chariots of Fire. Um I'm Breaking Spartacus. Away, I think might need an, an automatic bid. Can we put Spartacus on there? Um, it's three hours of your life.
any Quentin Tarantino film ever. Uh, me. They speak English and what? <laughs> Say what again? Uh, for me, it, w- it would be Snatched by Guy Ritchie. Oh, that's a good one, too. Right? Yeah. That is it. So, for example, Wedding Crashers would not be on my list. It wouldn't be wouldn't on my be list. wouldn't be on my list no. at all. Um, here is Caddyshack, Aliens, <gasps> Apollo 13, Fugitive. Rambo. Rambo? Yes, the original. Would not be on my list. Oh, what? Rambo would totally not be on oh, my list. Oh, so good, man. Ghost, here's Joe. Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Predator. A couple people have said Predator. Yeah, it'd so. be on my list. Predator's amazing. It's just a good movie. I mean, I, I know it has uh, the, the guy's movie type of um, reputation, but it is an amazingly put-together movie. Here's Ryan sequence. with Blazing Saddles. Sure. Brian with uh, the outlaw Josie Wales. So... Mm. There's some choices here. I did think you were going to say Porky's, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. Now, Porky's three. That's the top five. Movies that guys would stop everything that they were doing and, and, and watch. Hear Tony Katz live. Weekdays 6 to 9 and noon to 3 on 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on the 93 WIBC mashup. We are joined in the WIBC studios by the great Matt Bear, traffic maestro extraordinaire, and Ryan Hedrick from the WIBC newsroom. All right, you guys have a new podcast out, and I know you've been doing this for a while, but I've been a bad friend. I've been lazy. And then I think I saw Matt post a new episode, and I said, okay, I'm going to go check out the Supporting Sobriety podcast, and it is so good and so well done. And I told Casey, we have to get these guys Mm -hmm. on this show because not only is it compelling – uh, listening, it's going to save lives. And so I just wanted to give you guys a segment to talk about this podcast. And I guess, you know, Ryan, I'll start with you because I had no idea. Like, I know you were kind of buddies in the office, but we're not like hanging out at a Bellagio together. I had no idea the struggles you had had with drug addiction. And I'm curious how you guys decided to do this and put this out there because it's hard for people of prominence or known people to admit I have these very serious, you know, in many cases, embarrassing issues. Yeah, there are a lot of people in our industry that have actually lost almost entire careers from addiction. I worked in Baltimore in 2007 and 2008. I was fired from there, fired from stations in in Washington, D.C twice fired in uh, stations in Kansas. I mean, I, I derailed my career smoking crack, drinking, doing meth and all that. And I, I didn't realize I had a problem through all that stuff, through the many treatment centers I spent my time in and, and uh, all the people that told me I had problems and stuff like that. And, and when I came to Indianapolis, I realized that Matt was in recovery through cryptic tweets that he was sending out. You, oh, you, so you've cryptically tweeted with Matt as well. I, I, I haven't, and I reached out to our boss, David Wood, and I said, how can you connect me and this guy on a deeper level? And it didn't take any amount of time before we were having coffee at the Coat Check on Mass Avenue talking yeah. about our experiences in recovery and bonding through experience, strength, and hope. And that's what drew me to him. Matt, I, I knew you before you got help i knew you the couple opportunities you went that didn't go so great and now i look at you now and you look like a, i tell you this every day 
You look like a million damn dollars, Thank and everybody you. was cheerleading for you, all the people that work here. And I'm just curious, you know, when Ryan approached you with this, because I know you're a very private person, did you have hesitancy of putting your story out there? I did, but I didn't. The thing was, we talked, and we just got done talking about this a little bit. Um, when we tell our stories in this sobriety, supporting sobriety podcast, um, they're like second nature to us, because that's what we do in recovery. We talk about all these horrible things we've done and all this horrible behavior that we presented. and But at the same time, I'm like, dude, you were drunk on the air here. I, yeah. People know. People know that you have an issue. And so combining the two, I, I was able to think, okay, maybe we can actually help somebody with this. But but for me, the mystery was already out. There was no unwinding that clock. I mean, people know that I'm an alcoholic, and now I'm an alcoholic in recovery. But I was I was straight up intoxicated on the air trying to do traffic, and, mm-hmm. and I remember that. Ryan Hedrick and Matt Bearer guest. They have a new fabulous podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts, supporting sobriety. It's just it's just so great. Casey, go ahead. Ryan, I was listening to uh, the podcast yesterday, and I was just amazed at the stories that you were telling. And the one that struck me the most, I think, was the turning point for you. Mm-hmm. And that's when you said that you walked home backwards. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell our listeners about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was living in Santa Monica, and and it's the first time that the turning point was my mother realized I had a problem. I had uh, injected myself with way too much crystal meth. My dealer um, wanted to get me high so he could get me out of his apartment because I was there for several days and I had to be at a job. So he injected me for the first time. I walked backwards down Santa Monica Boulevard to Ticketmaster where I was a, a call center operator because I didn't want anybody to to attack me from behind because methamphetamine puts you into psychosis. Yeah. Uh, and, and because you were paranoid? I was, oh, yeah, I was super paranoid, yep. And uh, I arrived at Ticketmaster and got fired about five minutes later because they saw how high I was. But, you know, that was really the turning point where my mom's like, I know he's partying, but now it's a problem, yeah. and now I have to take action. It's part of what this podcast, Matt, I'll, I'll go with you first. It's part of the goal with this podcast for people to hear you guys who that you're in their living rooms every day, you're in their homes every day, your trusted voices, in terms of obviously traffic and the news and that you guys say, look, this can be anybody that this impacts and anybody can actually recover from it. It's the people behind the people that we want to help, the people behind the addicts and alcoholics like Ryan and I. And when we're talking about supporting sobriety, I put my family through so much with my alcoholism and my behavior. And I said things to my father, and it's all profanity laced, so I can't say it on the air here, but just some horrendous terrible things and I, I think through that experience and Ryan and I talk about this all the time that maybe we can talk about hey here are some action things you can do to help the addict and alcoholic like us because my parents didn't know what to do because they didn't have anybody else in the family like me I mean it was a culture of drinking we all drank all the time we partied they still party but to this day they hadn't seen anything like the way I drink 
So it's able to help them out. And it's able to help out people that aren't familiar with fentanyl and don't know that there are drugs. I just learned this a couple minutes ago. There are drugs out there that Narcan can't help. Yep. It's amazing. It is amazing. And so we look at those guys and say, okay, let's let's give some information from our experience. We're speaking from ourselves. We're not speaking as people that get paid to help recovery people. We are in recovery ourselves. And that's hopefully how we can help. Yeah, out. I do want to like reiterate that this is not a war story podcast right. mm-hmm. we're not hammering home how devastating addiction is we're offering hope yeah. and we have people that are talking about people that they love and how to help them i think the more we could reinforce the solution the better the podcast will be you know what's crazy is when i heard you guys were doing a podcast together and i said it's going to be ryan and matt and this is what they're going to be talking about mm-hmm. i had no idea that you'd had the these issues to overcome ryan i thought well that's cool that ryan is helping matt out with his mm-hmm. podcast <laughs> and then the first episode because i listened to him in reverse order and you're talking about you were doing something with baseball and you went to baltimore and you're like yeah i was just 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 high just completely high and wasted the entire time i was like ryan yeah that was a stigma episode because i was being stigmatized by an employer who i couldn't confess to i was using and i was so entrapped by the addiction that i didn't know where to turn for help so the only way to to talk about the help was again cryptically um and, and you know there's a lot of people that are ashamed to come forward right with I have a problem, but I think through all of the stuff the country has been involved with the opioid crisis, people are now finally starting to realize that it's a disease, not a moral deficiency. I love love what Ryan says there, because what we're trying to do is normalize recovery. Not necessarily normalize being an addict or alcoholic, but it normalize recovery and getting into recovery like there's no shame here in saying I have a problem yep. and I need help and I can't do this K- alone. Casey, I felt like, you know, uh, we talked about like binge watching TV. Mm-hmm. When I got through all the episodes yeah. they've done, I was so mad that it was over right. because I was like, I want... I want to hear more of these stories. Yeah, keep going. It's so great. Matt, you had mentioned all of the horrible and awful things that you had done to your family and your father. And I'm curious, how do you gain their trust back? But more importantly, how do you gain trust back in yourself? Well, that is a good question, kids. It's it's loaded up. And here's how this works. Um, My recovery process is making a living amends to everybody, which means um, if I jump off again, well, you know, one, it's going to be curtain for me but two you know I, i'm kind of saying to my family that um yeah all the hard work you put into me as well as i put into myself just didn't matter so making that living amends if, if i can be loving if i can be present if i can show up that's part of the deal and that's part of me saying i'm sorry and, and there is a 12-step process mm-hmm. you go through and, and we don't talk a lot about that because there's anonymity there yeah. and but the living amends coming into work on time I'm making an amends to the people that I, I, I used to work with in the newsroom, okay, yeah. that, that when I used to show up late and say, oh, I locked my keys in a truck in my car. That's such BS. I, I overslept. You know, <laughs> come on. I, I, I lied to everybody. It's what we do as alcoholics. But if I'm honest now, having said that, and I don't expect to be forgiven. 
Uh, we what don't, do you mean by that? I, I don't expect to be forgiven because the process involves me and me trying to be yep. a better person. Nobody has any obligation to forgive me. That's crazy about how yep. much more accountable you guys are than I am to myself. <laughs> because I'm always like, it's everybody else's fault but mine. But, but the first thing they teach in a 12-step program is you get ready to make an amends and then you make the amends, but the first amends you make is to yourself. Yes. It's, and, it's that's the the, and that's where the trust in yourself comes in? Correct. Yeah, it's the forgiving of yourself you can't i can't forgive you if i don't forgive myself mm. yeah and, and the thing about this is you have to learn to forgive yourself i mean you have to learn it as you want people to be patient with you you have to be patient with yourself and that is a hard thing i mean even uh, i'm two and a half years sober over two and a half years sober and i still don't trust myself on but you probably things. don't put yourself in situations where you know things could go wrong or oh, you're sure more aware of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure i do every day and i say dumb things every single day uh, right. matt bear and ryan Hedrick or guest. Just a couple minutes left with them. They've got this fabulous new Supporting Sobriety podcast. Just look it up wherever you get your podcast. It's totally worth a listen. I think you guys have six six episodes. Is that right? Yeah, we're yes. dropping seven next Wednesday. Yeah. We're constantly it's working It's like Yellowstone ahead. now. I gotta, I gotta know <laughs> what happened next. Right. And, and we're looking, we're, we're we're really looking for partnerships at this point. In Indianapolis, we're losing four people a day to fentanyl overdoses, which is horrific. Wow. However, um, there are thousands of men and women out there that are recovering. So there's the hope, right? There's the mm-hmm. solution. And and I think that's a great part of this podcast. Like you said, you guys kind of have a formula where at the beginning of the show, you tell some of the things you've done, but then it transitions into, hey, we're interviewing somebody that's a part of the the, the you know 12-step program or yep. sponsors. or And I think that's so great because I'm just saying from a broadcasting standpoint, you're totally drawn in about what train wreck thing did Matt do this time? And then you're <laughs> totally hooked and you hear the next thing which keeps people around for the meat and potatoes of it. And you guys are willing to use your own issues to help other people. And that is like just the greatest thing ever. I, I It's amazing. It's amazing you said that because that's what we're trying to do. We, hey! want, to provide, yeah, we want to provide action steps. We want to give. Uh, well, what do you say at the end of every episode, Ryan? Where there's breath, there's hope. And, yeah, and that has breath. to be the formula because nobody wants to listen to a doom and gloom podcast mm-hmm. where all you hear that the reality of addiction is death. Because yes, there is jails, institutions, and death. You do die from addiction but people recover just like me and matt hey before we go i just want i want to say this because i I have not known ryan nearly as long as i've known you but uh, you are and i tell this to you all the time you are a an inspiration and and a hope to everybody because where you were and i don't know what the exact time was maybe it was five years ago to where you are now it was like every day we would come in and say i hope matt is at work today and now i look at you and we just say i hope we look like matt someday (laughs) and and the transformation that you have had is just totally incredible and i love that you guys are doing this podcast and i hope we pick it up and run it on the radio station i hope network indiana picks it up Mm -hmm. i hope it gets nationally syndicated i hope it Uh, gets some partners like they're yeah i I just thank thank you you guys for the for doing that supporting thank you for the opportunity Catch Kendall and Casey live weekdays 9 to noon on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC mashup. The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. 
It's the story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn. Because there is more. I do have more from Trump's town hall. They did part two uh, last night where he was uh, talking with uh, Laura Ingram over there at Fox. But I should get into Joe Biden very proudly saying, I know the Supreme Court said we can't cancel debt, but we're doing it anyway. And shame on those evil, wascally MAGA Republicans for thinking that I have to obey the law and not buy votes. Look, early in my term, I announced a major plan to provide millions of working families with debt relief for their college student debt. Tens of millions of people in debt were literally about to be canceled, their debts. But my MAGA Republican friends in the Congress, the elected officials and special interests, stepped in and sued us. And the Supreme Court blocked it. They blocked it. But that didn't stop me. I announced we were going to pursue alternative paths for student debt relief uh, for as many borrowers as possible. And that's the effort that's been underway the last two years. Uh, it's been to buy votes. Canceling student debt is to say you, there's no need for you to have any responsibility. You took this debt, you took those classes, you got that degree. This is on you. Now you have to pay back the money. Oh, wait, take that back. No, you don't have to pay back the money. Why should you be responsible for any of your actions? That's the argument. The idea that Biden is on a winning side of this conversation doesn't exist. What he is, is a guy looking at the Supreme Court saying, I don't care. I thought that was frowned upon. But this is the same guy who wants to whisper at you and tell you that the economy is great. And the economy is growing. It's growing. Jobs, income, across the board. We have the most advanced economy of any major nation in the world. We have a lot more to do. But with the help of all of you college graduates and who've kind of paid off your student loans now, I'm confident we're going to get it all done. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Are you confident? Are you confident that, that because you took away responsibility that this group of, of, of youngsters, the young folk, uh, they're, they're ready? You told somebody else who properly paid for their college or didn't go to college because they couldn't afford it, that it's on them. There are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. And this trade-off is despicable and very hateful of people who didn't go down this college road. Hear Tony Katz live weekdays 6 to 9 and noon to 3 on 93 WIPC. Hammer and Nigel on the 93 WIPC mashup. A lot of drama this morning. Oh, yeah. Woke up to the uh, news that AT&T had a lot of their customers without service. Big outage for AT&T. Now, it did not affect other users like Verizon or Sprint. I had no problems all day today. Is Sprint still a thing? Sprint's still I, a thing. I don't think Sprint is a a carrier anymore, are they? I believe they're a carrier. Do they? T-Mobile. Uh, T-Mobile, Verizon. And the thing is, if you watched coverage this morning, Hammer, the news was saying all three of these carriers were affected by 
uh, this outage. And then Verizon and T-Mobile were like, eh, no, everything's fine on our end. It's just AT&T. And maybe some of our users are trying to communicate with the AT&T users. And that's where this is coming from. Because the first thing you think about yeah. when you wake up and you see this is going on, you're like, well, hell. We've been hacked. You know, this is the Chinese government. This is Russia. This is somebody. It it still could be. I mean, there's everything from EMP tests. Is this a test run of something bigger? Was it a solar flare? Which I think that's been debunked pretty quick. Right. Because it only affected AT&T. Solar flares don't pick and choose, you know, from the sun who, you know, who, which carriers are affected. What was affected was the stock of AT&T. It took a nosedive this morning. So whatever the reason was for this little glitch, if you want to call it that, this outage, uh, it did not make uh, for good news for shareholders of AT&T. I mean, you go on Drudge Report, it's still like there are these giant headlines all in red that's when you know it's serious when you go on drudge because i've it's been scaring people <laughs> since the late 90s at&t nationwide cell outage mystery 911 crashes world is ending solar flare hack i i don't i don't know i don't not ruling out a hack there's people that are saying this is probably more than likely human error just because uh, it was just at&t but it could be a hack as well who knows now, speaking of scaring people, yes. tell me where you're at with this tweet from Senator Marco Rubio. Little Marco, as Donald Trump <laughs> dubbed him years ago. This is on Twitter. Quote, I don't know the cause of the AT&T outage, but I do know it will be 100 times worse when China launches a cyber attack yeah. on America sure. on the eve of a Taiwan invasion. And it won't just be a cell service they hit. It will be your power. It'll be your water. And it will be your bank. Yeah, it's scary. What did we l- learn from the FBI director a couple of year, uh, a couple of weeks ago? Chris Ray, what did he testify in front of a committee to sit and saying China is a, a huge uh, threat? In terms of hacking, right? Right. That was kind of the whole point of him being there. Yeah. Getting everybody ready just in case China wants to get a little squirrely. The people in the Pentagon, people that are, are, you know, defending us better have a plan ready. I'm just, we've been talking about something like this for years and years and years. This is nothing new, by the way. The power grid, EMPs, hacking our infrastructure. And think about how uh, but, crippled this country would be if well, something sure. like that actually does happen on a large scale. Like when the power was out here during the summer last year, when that big storm came through and people didn't have power for a couple of days. It's like we're living back at Little House on the Prairie time. Now imagine something like that on a national level. Well, which, by the way, that storm only lasted a couple of hours. <laughs> right. Maybe not even that long. Uh, by the way, T-Mobile did buy Sprint, and they merged into one company. So thank you for that. Now, in these crazy times where we are looking for leadership, Nigel, when we're looking for somebody to be Absolutely. the voice of reason during these crazy hacking times we live in, You can always turn to Joe Biden. Really? So here to share his thoughts on the (laughs) AT&T cell phone outage is AI Joe Biden. Sorry to hear your your TV went out and you couldn't call Batman. I'll make sure that um, all phones will have um, squirrels with rockets on their ass moving forward. That way you won't have to worry. 
when, you know, you make toast for dinner. AI Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, delivering a very clear and concise message about the power outage. Hammer and Nigel are live every weekday afternoon, 3 to 7, on 93 WIBC. The Tony Kinnett Cast on the 93 WIBC Mashup. Welcome back to the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIBC. I'm your host for the evening, Jerry Lopez. You can find me on X at Indy Spanglish. Let's take a trip around the internet. For those of you that don't know me, I live on X at Indie Spanglish. I'm going to catch you up on some things that are going on in the digital universe. Libs popular account Libs of TikTok has been attacked recently, uh, is on a, a library board in Colorado, is a anti, I don't want to say anti-trans, but pro-parent uh, figurehead, has been attacked by all the media outlets, and uh, she's had enough. She got a thousand death threats in one day. And just started posting people's profile pictures and saying, hey, does anybody know who this is? This is the message they sent me. Hey, does anybody know who this is? This is the message they sent me. One of those people posted on Reddit. And if this is not a F around and find out moment, I don't know what is. I'm Bear with me for one second. I'm going to read you this quick post on Reddit. It says, my face has blown up overnight. What legal actions can I do to take things down? Hi, the post says as it says. What I mean by that is a very, very popular alt-right creator posted my face on her Twitter after sending her a message concerning the recent death of a trans student. This person genuinely believes it was a hoax, so I sent a DM that I thought would never be seen. I had 20 20 followers. She has 500,000 plus. All the DM said was... I hope you die alone and miserable at an old age. Toxic opinions are going to lose all the people in your life. And I know that's like not illegal to say. But is it illegal for her to then post my face and ask for your followers for information about me? The comments have flooded my personal info. And I've even up and I haven't updated any social anything. And almost all of the information is currently inaccurate. But how can it be that right? Sorry if this post is a little all over the place. This is still very fresh and absolutely terrifying. Thousands of people have seen my face, and I'm actively slowly being doxxed. If you happen to be in the state of Texas, that's a bonus. So uh, what she is referring to is a non-binary Oklahoma student who goes by the name of Nex, N as in Nancy, E-X, died at school. And uh, the New York Post put out a uh, an article that said Oklahoma student dies after bathroom assault by girls who beat her head across the floor. Now this is a boy that identifies as a girl. Okay, four hours later, they updated the story to say. 16-year-old non-binary student next Benedict's death was not caused by injuries from school fight. So, uh, within four hours, they retracted that whole story, but it gets even worse. All right, so imagine you lose your child, and you make the biggest mistake of 2024. 
You use the wrong pronouns on your social media when you're grieving your child. And now you have to send a retraction for your grieving. The parents actually posted this on social media. We are at this time thankful for the ongoing support and did not expect the love from everyone. We are sorry for not using their name correctly. And as parents, we were still learning the correct forms. Please do not judge us as Next was judged. Please do not bully us for our ignorance on the subject. Next gave us that respect, and we are sorry in our grief that we overlooked them. You notice the they, them pronouns in this, uh, in this grievance. I lost my child. The headstone will have correct name of their choice. The rest of monies will go to other children dealing, dealing with the right to be who they feel they are. In next Benedict's name, God bless. What kind of monsters go after grieving parents and say, you didn't use the right pronouns? Like, this is the clown show that we are dealing with in 2024. And kudos to Libs of TikTok for not being afraid to use her voice or her reach to call out this audacity. And also, it's time to start fighting back at some of this ridiculous stuff, okay? Because it, it, it just makes no sense that we let this ride. And uh, the more that we allow it to happen, the more ferocious these people are going to be. So it only makes sense to go ahead and stand up uh, against this. Uh, Speaking of weird things on the internet, did you know that Google's Gemini artificial intelligence is racist? Over the past couple days on X, people have been uh, posting screenshots of what they've asked Gemini artificial intelligence, and they would ask just a simple question. Show a picture of a white person. Gemini said it could not refill the request because it, quote unquote, reinforces harmful stereotypes and generalizations about people based on their race. It also went so far as to say it's important to remember that people of all races are individuals with unique experiences and perspectives. Reducing them to a single image based on their skin color is inaccurate and unfair. But guess what? It'll give you all the faces you want. If you say post a black family, it shows you a black family. Post me a Spanish person, it posts you a Spanish person. But white faces are not allowed. And starting today, I'm going to say white faces matter. Get the Tony Kinnett cast live weeknights at 7 on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening. Get caught back up again tomorrow with the 93 WIPC mashup.